0: Hey, welcome back to another edition of the spy bar podcast before we get into uh, this week's preview show of the uh, Abu Dhabi hsbc championship and the desert classic on the pga tour just a bit of housekeeping um the next uh, interview will come at the end of this week at with a guy called uh, cedric denny um cedric is a, a, a pga coach um, who's actually developed a bit of technology an app called Spider Golf, um, which is a great um, app for collecting all your stats and data and just helping you to improve your own golf game no matter what level you're at. Um, a really fascinating guy French guy went over to um, a university over in the States um, then came back and got into coaching coaches a couple of uh, European and um, challenge tour pros. Um, just a really fascinating conversation. He talks about his journey and, and what he's looking to do with that app. So uh, look for that to drop the back end of this week. Um, another thing, just obviously, thanks ever so much to everybody who's subscribed, particularly to iTunes. Um, if you could um, subscribe to iTunes and leave a review, that would be really helpful, just for me and for the statistics element of algorithms that iTunes likes. Um, I'm really grateful for all the support I've had so far. Uh, thanks ever so much for listening. And without further ado do uh, no more plugging let's get into uh, this week's podcast. Um, so first and foremost we should start with just wrapping up last week's event so we had the Sony Open out in Hawaii which uh, Matt Kuchar won um, that's his second victory uh, in his last three starts um, the other victory coming at uh, Maya Coba at the in the beginning of the full series um, back in November now um, started out like a house on fire in this event, with a pair of sixty threes, and then closed it out really strongly on Sunday afternoon with a closing sixty. Um, uh, sorry, closing thirty in the last nine holes, which really uh, swept away any competition. He ended up winning the event uh, by four shots from Andrew Putnam. So um, he's obviously having a, a Miguel Angel Jimenez. Um, Uh, sort of twilight to his uh, his PGA career Um, obviously Miguel Angel really more on the European tour but uh, shows that uh, the golf does not stop at 40 and in fact uh, there's no reason why you can't thrive so um, a fabulous uh, performance again by him and his victory actually meant that he, had, he has now had 100 top 10s on the PGA Tour. Um, so uh, just a, a great performance, um, very well-liked and respected uh, guy on the Tour. Did have a bit of controversy surrounding the win, though. Um, there were some news or some unsubstantiated reports that came out after his win in Mayakoba, uh, where he won 1.3 million. His regular caddy couldn't make that trip um, so he hired a local caddy, and it was reputed that he only paid him three thousand dollars, as opposed to kind of the customary ten percent that caddies normally get for a win. Um, granted, obviously he's a local caddy, so normally they wouldn't get ten percent. Um, but uh, still, it was. Um, there's lots flying around Twitter and social media about um, him being a bit stingy with his uh, with him paying the local caddy, uh, which is a bit of a shame because it just uh, just sort of takes the shine off what was a fabulous performance but hopefully he'll storm through that and there won't be any issues moving forward um the other thing that i I sort of came out of last weekend really for me well a couple of points one andrew putnam who came in second he's sneakily snuck into the top world's top 50 with that performance um really the last 12 months he's had a number of top tens and top five performances he's someone to to keep a lookout for i know he was quite well respected Coming out of college and it um, fell off his game. I, I, I'm, for what reason, I'm not quite sure, but just seems to have found something in the last 12 months and has really made some great strides. So well done to him. Another close uh, close encounter with winning. He didn't have a very good final nine holes. I mean, the difference was really that closing nine. He, he closed in level par and Kuchar went five under. Um, you know, if Kuchar goes level, they both go level, then he wins by one. So uh, just uh, another good performance by him another really good week by mark leishman um he came tied third so leishman again is just so underrated such a good good player um he's always a big game hunter as they call him he always turns up tends to turn up a bit like brandon grace in the majors there or there so good to see he started off this year pretty well in terms of um my picks last week the justin thomas to win he did okay um sort of top 15 finish um, my outsider is Charles Howe the He came. Sixth, I want to say, tied sixth, I think, in the end, and Kevin Kisner ended up in like the fifties somewhere. So, all three of them made the cut. Uh, Thomas and Hal made a half decent fist of it. Hal made a run over the weekend, but uh, unfortunately, the fast starts that Putnam and, and kucha had in particular just put the miles ahead of the rest of the field. So, um, not a bad week, but um, still need to uh, try and find another win after my maiden maiden podcast with Rose winning uh, back in Turkey back at the, the end of last year. Um, Other news, uh, so good news for for English uh, Ladies' Golf, Charlie Hull uh, won the FBM Ladies' Open in Abu Dhabi, um, she went wire to wire in the opening event on the ladies european tour for her second european tour victory a third professional victory so that's great news for her um, she held off marianne skopnord by one shot in the end in what looked like pretty challenging windy conditions out in abu dhabi so great to see she getting off to a, uh, she's got off to a great start this year um, you know she's been until georgia hall last year really england's mainstay in the sort of the top 20 top 30 in the world for the last four or five years so hopefully she can uh, take this great start to the season to the lpga uh, season which also begins this week so hopefully she'll uh, uh, crack on and, and really make some good headway on the lpga tour and obviously in the uh, the women's majors um, and then other couple of uh, snippets out there ho sung choi uh, the man with the funkiest golf swing Uh, has uh, been given an invitation um, to play his first uh, PGA Tour event at Pebble Beach in the Pro-Am. So he will be uh, over in the States on the West Coast, so the wider golfing public will see him. Uh, And trust me, once you've seen his swing once, you'll never forget it. So um, look forward to seeing him in a couple of weeks at Pebble Beach. And if all things go well, he might even get an invitation to the Masters. We never know. Um, And then a couple of other... Uh, topics that certainly i've got an eye on Uh, one is slovakian rory sabatini um he's broken into the top top 200 in the world after a tied 33 at the sony open so he's still got his chance to uh, turn up in the olympics next year and the the other thing i'm looking out for there's a little bit on my radar is um the sneaky bad form of Jordan Spieth. Uh, he had another miscut the Sony Open. Again, I know it's the first event and we shouldn't read too much into it, but a couple of comments he said after his round that just sort of made me think that I just wonder whether he's in a, more of a slump than we think he is. And you know, I looked up the just some of the rankings. He, he's scheduled to drop to 20 in the world uh, next week regardless of what happens this week and if a couple of guys have specifically good weeks in Abu Dhabi and that's like who stays in Manhattan if they have decent weeks in Abu Dhabi he's going to fall out of the top 20 in the world um, not only that but when it comes to the President's Cup uh, rankings he's actually finds himself at the minute 38th in their rankings so he needs to seriously seriously turn that around there's a lot of very good golfers in front of him at the minute with a number of wins so um he's not he's not been in good form really for a little while now so yeah fingers crossed he turns it around because he's a class act he's great for the game um but it's just something that's just been on my radar a little bit recently that he's he's had a sustained period of not playing well i know rory takes some heat but he has at least been kind of contending or there thereabouts and obviously had a win last year in florida so Uh, Anyway, I'm going to keep an eye on that moving forward. So this week's events, well, it all kicks off this week. So we've had the last couple of weeks just on the uh, PGA Tour and now the European Tour kicks off. It's season uh, at the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championships, uh, which is a Rolex Series event, so it's one of their big events. Um, we've also got a PGA Tour event at Desert, the Desert Classic uh, out on the, which sort of kicks off the the West Coast swing, and then another couple of other events. You've got the LPGA Tour starting with their Tournament of Champions and the Singapore Open. So there's a couple of really decent events. I'm going to spend most of my time talking about um, Abu Dhabi and and the Desert Classic on the PGA Tour. So let's let's. Keep kick off with the European tour because that's the bigger of the two events this weekend um, so it's uh, obviously held at Abu Dhabi Golf Club. As I mentioned earlier, it's the first of the eight Rolex Series events on the European Tour. So one of the big ticket, 7 million plus uh, euro revenue So uh, in prize money. So decent prize money available this week. Um, the last, uh, the winner of this event in the last couple of years has been Tommy Tommy Fleetwood. So he won in 2017 and then backed it up last year with another great performance winning here again. Uh, previous winners include the likes of kind of Ricky Fowler, um, Rory, uh, Pablo Larraffabal, uh, Henrik Stenson, Martin keimer 's won it three or four times, so um, tends to tends to have some decent winners, um, and it's got a pretty pretty good field here this week. So there's no Rory or Justin Rose um uh, this year at at the Abu Dhabi, but we do have DJ again and this year they've got Brooks Kepka. Um DJ and Brooks are are leading um the betting at this stage at eleven to two and ten to one respectively. And then you've got the likes of Fleetwood, Stenson, Ustazen, uh, Thomas Peters, Tyrrell Hatton, Hao Tong Lee, Matt Wallace, uh, Rafa Cabrera Beo, etc, etc. Um I would say normally it's quite an interesting golf course because um if you can drive it as well as the likes of DJ and Rory and you saw that last year when they played with Matt Fitzpatrick um they can have serious serious advantages cutting corners etc on this course that being said out of the three of those guys Matt Fitzpatrick was the one who was furthest up the leaderboard he was in the top uh, three or four in the end last year so it it doesn't favour one particular style of golfer. There are different ways to attack this course. You can either be, you know, ridiculously straight and a great iron player, great tee to green um, player, or you can bomb it miles uh, and take off bits of the bits of the course and go more for eagles. Uh, have low, obviously have wedges in where others will have eight, eight or seven irons in. So um, it it lends itself to quite an interesting tournament. Um, for me in terms of winner I'm I'm going for the 3 i I'm going for Tommy Fleetwood to to win again at 10 to 1 um you know for me he's just he is he is a class act he's a he's a great golfer and seems to be a better human being so um I wish him every success. I, I really like him. He obviously likes playing this course, yeah, bearing in mind his results the last two years. He's been a phenomenal golfer uh, for the last 18 months now. So um, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be able to uh, get his season off to a great start this year again. So I'll be rooting uh, rooting half of him. And I'm continuing on an English theme with regards to an outsider. So um, um, our outsider this week is going to be Matt Wallace. Matt um, Wallace. I know he's not much of an outsider, and he's at thirty to one. Uh, he obviously won three times on the European Tour last year. It was very close to getting into the Ryder Cup team, or certainly getting in that conversation. Um, and he closed out the year very well at the, uh, the uh, DP World Tour Championships with a with a second place there. So, um, you know, he obviously likes uh, the desert as well. He's in great form. He's somebody I just think a bit like I felt about Tommy a couple of years ago. He's got the He's got the it factor to take that next step Um, so I really am looking hard at him this year to really make that next step up Um, you know maybe contend in a major certainly in the WGC just get himself out there he doesn't seem to shy away from the limelight Uh, he played well in the big tournaments last year and I think hopefully he's had a really good off-season practicing and he can take that into uh, this first event in the Rolex series in Abu Dhabi so for me, I've got my my winner as Tommy at ten to one, and outsider Matt Wallace at thirty to one. Um, moving over to the PGA, <coughs> excuse me, PGA Tour, we've got the Desert Classic, uh, which is in the Californian Desert at La Quinta. Um, uh, this event has been a mainstay on the PGA Tour for a long, long time. It's it's sort of a celebrity pro-am uh, and it sort of kicks off the West Coast swing. So we're going to be out in California for the next sort of month, six weeks. Um, this event has, uh, has basically proven to be quite an interesting event. It's one of those that it's always Phil Mickelson's first event of the year. Um, that's kind of always been the watch. House. How's Phil going to come out of the... Uh, come out of his skiing holidays and winter off to to see how he plays but it's also the event that's had um a bit of history in there so they've had a couple of 59s over the years uh, david deval first shot 59 here in 20 years ago 99 and adam habwin a couple of years ago shot 59 in 2017 um not i don't think he actually won that event i think he came second second or third despite shooting at 59, and then he won the week after the, or two weeks after. Um, but, but anyway, so the scoring will be low here. It generally always is. Um, previous winners include the likes of John Rahm on this event last year. Jason Duffner, Bill Haas has won here a couple of times. Um, I suppose the kind of the big ticket name really out there, outside of Mickelson and Rahm, is, is, is in fact... It, it's Justin Rose's first outing of the season um, and his first outing of course with his new clubs his new Honma clubs so um, I did read a stat that also it's apparently the first time ever that the world number one has played in this tournament Um, I'm not sure whether that's true or not I I believe Tiger's never played here before but um, it's sort of quite quite interesting that you know, this uh, has never had the world number one play in this tournament beforehand, so it'd be interesting to see how Rose gets on this week. Um interestingly, Rose doesn't lead the betting. Brahm leads it at eleven to two and Rose is second favourite at nine to one. And then there's a bit of a, a bit of a fall off to Patrick Cantley, sixteen to one, and Charles Howell third, who's just A top ten machine at the minute, uh, twenty to one. Adam Hadwin twenty five to one. Then you've got Putnam from uh, after following his good week last week at twenty eight to one. Then sort of likes and Mickelson coming in at forty to one. So Mickelson obviously quite long odds out there. So um, I don't know how he'll perform this week. it will be interesting to see uh, how he uh, how he is. He started off last season pretty. Pretty hot, actually. It was, in fact, it was his form at the beginning of last season that really got him into the Ryder Cup. He nearly fell out um, of contention, really, given his uh, poor form towards the back end of last season. But uh, it'd be interesting to see how he how he starts this year. um In terms of winner this week, um, I'm actually going to go with Patrick Cantlay at sixteen to one. For me, he's a threat every time he tees it up. Um, He's a a phenomenal player. He can't play every week. He plays a bit of a a shortened schedule just through to historic back problems. Um, But every time he seems to tear it up, he, he seems to be there or thereabouts. So I think in a slightly weakened field, I fancy him to play well uh here and, and certainly to to be in the running. Um already throughout the season, when well in the full season he's had a couple of top tens, including a second place. Um and that second place came at the Shriners, which was also played in the desert, so desert golf doesn't uh doesn't phase him. So expect a good week from Patrick can't they? And in terms of my outsider, I'm going for somebody who actually previously won this event, um, fell out of form in sort of 2018 really sort of fell off the radar, but did turn up a bit last week with a, with a tied third position. Uh, and that's Hudson Swafford at 50 to one. As I mentioned, he won the event in 2017, um, coming back into a bit of form having fallen off a radar uh, hopefully he continues that good form i don't see any why any reason why not um i know that certainly in 2017 he had a very strong pga tour season so um hopefully he's refound that form and i expect him to perform well at somewhere where he's done he's obviously won and performed well in the past so winner pick this week patrick cantlay and outsider hudson Swafford. and then the, the final two events that i'll just briefly touch on is the singapore open this is one of the events that Sergio won at the beginning of last year, so Sergio had a funny old year last year, he won this event then sort of obviously got married, had his daughter well, actually he got married the year before didn't he, he had his daughter uh, it took a 15 on uh, or took a 13 on 15 at the Masters, fell off the radar didn't do very well then turned up on the European Tour just before the Ryder Cup um, played himself some good form, one, one in Spain and Valderrama um and uh, has turned around his form by all accounts so uh, he is the favorite here at four to one the only other notable people in the field um that we kind of know to generic sort of golfing fans are paul casey and matt fitzpatrick and davis love the third outside of that is a bunch of asian tour players that i'm not so familiar with so I- i'm going to go very um obvious i'm going to go for sergio to uh to maintain his half decent form and to retain his crown that he won last year, um, I really, I suppose the only surprise I've got here is I'm surprised Matt Fitzpatrick isn't playing in, at Abu Dhabi. He must be getting a nice little appearance fee to uh, to turn up in Singapore because he certainly plays well in the desert um, in the Middle East, and I'm surprised he's passing up the points from Abu Dhabi to go and play out in Singapore. But uh, anyway, we'll see. We'll see how those guys fare this weekend. And then finally, the LPGA Tour kicks off with its Tournament of Champions. Um, so this again, it's a it's the winners uh, plus a couple of invitations, uh, all the winners on the uh, LPGA Tour last year. So it's a twenty six strong field. It's kind of a, there's a pro am uh, comp running alongside it with fifty like, plus celebrities also there. But you've got the likes of um, Arya Jutanagan, who was head and shoulders the best golfer on the planet um last year you yeah, winning everything left right and center um winning all the end of years awards money lists etc and then you also got the likes of lexi thompson who won the final event of last year's um lp lpga tour the cme tour finals and then the likes of Hattayoka, uh georgia hall um aria's sister maria um, and then obviously the, the South Korean contingent are also turning up in four, so should be should be a really good field. Uh, I, I don't really, I've got to say, I don't know too much about the course itself. Um, all the stuff I've kind of done some research about points to Lexi Thompson being an overwhelming favourite. I mean, she's second favourite at thirteen to two behind Jutanugarn. But she is very familiar with the course. Um, and I think just given her recent form at the CME Tour finals where she won that by five strokes, I think she's obviously in some, some decent form and she played well at the QBE shootout on the PGA Tour with uh, with Tony Finau. So, um, you yeah, know, Lexi Thompson, fancy her to probably do pretty well this week. But just be interesting, just be yeah, great to see the ladies back on the LPGA Tour as well to kick off their new season. So look, there you have it. Pretty comprehensive preview this week. Lots going on, lots for us to, to get back into. I can now get myself off. Uh, world number one watch um, which seemed to be kind of all I, all I was focusing on the last couple of weeks with the only odd, odd event here and there um that being said i think it will be interesting just to see how the world rankings stack up after this uh after this weekend's uh events um but look, enjoy enjoy whatever golf you can you can watch um hopefully we'll have some uh some decent performances and certainly really pleased that the european tours back and fingers crossed happy dabby uh brings home another english winner thanks for now. And uh, as I said earlier in the podcast, um, another podcast will drop at the end of this week. Look out for that. It's a really good conversation with Cedric. Um, really interesting guy. Is a great app uh, as well. So look out for that. And if you could subscribe, leave any comments, that would be really appreciated. Anyway, thanks for now. Enjoy your evenings. Cheers. Bye.